The design of the Mishkan is that it had a chatzar, a courtyard. The chatzar was defined by keloim, by these partitions all the way around, except for one section that was open as an entrance, and in front of that was a masach, a screen. When Rashi describes the masach, he tells us what its dimensions were, how the dimensions are relative to those other partitions all the way around the, the, the chatzar of the Mishkan, and in doing so, it tells us a fascinating insight about halacha, what determines a doorway, and a very interesting insight into spirituality, what defines the nature of Sfera Samalchus. So Befirosh al-Aposuk, when Rashi comes on the Pasuk that says, Masach Sharei Chotzer, going with the screen that was at the entrance to the Chotzer courtyard, so the Torah tells us, it was 20 amos long, and was five amos high, now that word Leumas is what Rashi is going to comment on, relative to, opposite from, higher than, we'll have to see how Rashi explains it, the other partitions around the Chatzar. So, Hetik Rashi Satevos, firstly, Rashi quotes three words, Leumas Kalei Hechatzer, and that is unusual because it really looks like he's only looking to explain the word Leumas. Operation explains that it means Kemidas Kalei Hechatzer, that the dimensions of the screen of the Masach are like the dimensions of the Keloim, the partitions around the Chatzar, around the courtyard of the Mishkan. So various of the commentators say, what's Rashi trying to explain over here? That he wants to teach us that the word is not to be translated here how you would normally translate it, which is corresponding or opposite. Because you can't say that this entrance, the screen was opposite the other partitions, because the screen was next to the other partitions, not opposite or across from the other partitions. And tell us that's what Rashi wants us to know, that over here the word means the similar dimensions to, in this particular case, the height dimensions of the partitions. The only thing is we have to understand it's not the first time that Rashi has ever dealt with this word First of all, if Rashi is only concerned with the meaning of the word Leumas, so the obvious question is, Why did he have three words in his uh, headline, including the words If all he wants to do is tell us the meaning of the word Leumas. In fact, he even repeats those words from the Pasuk again in his interpretation. So he doesn't just say kemidasam, the same dimensions, but he says again, kemidas kalei So Rashi is clearly showing us that there's something about the screen that is tied into the other partitions, and we need to understand what that is, because he could have just simply said lumas equals kemidas. Gam moven. The other thing that's not understood is it's not the first time Rashi has tackled this word. In fact, there are two occasions clearly in the Torah where the word Leumas cannot translate as opposite. One of them is about the Choshen, Leumas Machbar Tepepashas Tetzaveh. You can't say that the, uh, that the, the Choshen was across from its uh, connections, from where it's, where it's sewn on. And the second is the Umasi Atzav Prashas Vayikra, when we describe the various elements of a korban, and we talk about, you can't say again, opposite the tail or the spinal bone of the korban, Shampirish Rashi, and there Rashi gives other interpretations. In the first case, it says, Somuch Lemaila, that it means close and above. And in the second case, it just says, Lemaila, above. So we already see an interpretation of Le'umas that Rashi uses 
that is not opposite, why doesn't he use them here? Rashi could have said the same thing over here. What does it mean that the screen in front of the entrance of the Chatzar is the partitions of the Chatzar? He could have said it means some are close or the Maida that they that the Masach stands higher than the Kaloim. And it could have explained. And if you're going to go with this interpretation, then you could potentially have answered as follows. And when it says, that there's a five Amor height, higher than the rest of the partitions around the Chatzar, and that would have been completely plausible. So Rashi could have explained that the Torah wants us to know that the Masach screen stands five amos higher than the other partitions around the Chatzar. We have to ask the question, why here Why here does Rashi interpret the word Lu'umas to mean the same dimensions as something we have never seen anywhere else in Chumash? Besides the obvious question, why does Rashi use a different interpretation to what he has used elsewhere? An interpretation that doesn't seem to have any backup anywhere else in the Torah. Besides that, the truth is, if we're going to say that the Masach screen is five amois higher than the other partitions, that actually seems to fit the flow of the story better than suggesting that they're the same dimensions. Why? Because Because if we're saying it is higher than that the Masach screen in front of the doorway stood five amos higher than the other partitions, we understand why the Torah said, Because then it's giving us a comparison. The Le'umas, higher than, higher than what? Higher than the other partitions. Oh, so now I know that the Masach is five Amois higher than the other partitions. That would make sense. But the way Rashi is explaining it, that the screen is the same dimension, or at least the same height as the partitions, if that's the case, then why does the Torah have to say Le'umas why are you comparing it to the You've already told me the height, five Amos, which happens to be the same height as the partitions. Why do you now have to say, and guess what? It's like the measurement of the partitions. We already know that we can read. We've seen that the partitions are five Amos high. We've seen now that the Masach is five Amos high. What's the Torah adding to our understanding by saying same dimensions as the screen? So it's very strange to us that Rashi would say when it seems that that is self-explanatory in the Torah. Now before we go into this in greater detail, what we're going to look at is a debate between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi in the, in the Gemara about how tall the Mizbeach was. Based on the height of the Mizbeach, there will be a debate about how high the partitions around the Chatzar had to be. Rashi already quotes these opinions, which is going to lead us to ask, why does he not consider these opinions Again, here, when he talks about the height of the partitions and of the screen in front of the Mishkan. What, what exactly does this mean? So, what makes this question a stronger question is based on something Rashi already interpreted 
earlier in Pasha's Truma. Over Hakdim. Before we get there, here's the backstory. There's a debate between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yosef about how high the Mizbech was. Rabbi Yehuda, according to Rabbi Yehuda, when the Pasuk tells us that the Mizbech was three Amois high, he says, That's literally how we are to understand it. The height of the Mizbech was three Amois. Whereas Rabbi Yosef learns, Based on Bixer Shava Ravua Ravua, based on Bixer Shava comparing the external Mizbech, the Mizbech Hanachoshes, to the Mizbech Hazov, and he learns from Mizbech Apnimi from the internal Mizbech, Malalon Goivoi Pishnaim Kiorkoi, Afkan Pishnaim Kiorkoi. He learns that if you look at the, the design and dimensions of the inner golden Mizbech, the height was double the width. So he says the same kind of dimensions must apply to the external Mizbech, and it must be double as high. To what it is wide, which tells us according to Rabbi Yosi, the height of the Mizbech HaChitzon was 10 Amos, triple as high as Rabbi Yosi. That's the debate. How does that debate about the height of the Mizbech have any relevance to our conversation about the partitions? Because for Isa, the Gemara then continues, Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says to Rabbi Yosi, how could you suggest that the Mizbech is so high? Is it possible the Kohen should be serving in the, in the Mishkan, on the Mizbech, and the entire community can see what's going on from the outside? Because, logically, if the Mizbech is 10 Amois, then it's double the height of the partitions around the courtyard, which are supposedly to create that sense of sneers, that kind of special environment that you can't just peer into. So Rabbi Yehuda is concerned that the Kohen is going to be on public display while doing the Avoida. To which Rabbi Yossi responds that his view is that all of the partitions around the Mishkan are not five Amois as would appear from the simple reading of the Pasuk, but they're actually 15 Amois high, in other words, five Amois higher than the Mizbeach. So what do we have? Rabbi Yehuda believes that Mizbeach is short. Rabbi Yossi believes that Mizbeach is tall. And as a result, Rabbi Yehuda believes that the partitions are just five Amois, whereas Rabbi Yossi believes they're 15 Amois high. Now, the Gemara Ereven explains, The Gemara Ereven tells us that the standard size for gateways in the context of the Mishkan and subsequent in the Beis Amigdash is 20 Amois high by 5 Amois wide. Umakshinon asks the Gemara, Why do we not work out the size, the dimensions of a gate from the entranceway into the Chatzar of the Mishkan? Just like the entrance into the Mishkan is 5 Amois high by 20 Amos wide, maybe that should be the standard entrance size. The Gemara offers two answers. We'll look at the second. The Gersus HaToysus, based on the version of Toysus, as follows. The partitions around the Mishkan were 15 Amois high. And when it says that the Mosach was 5 Amois high, that means 5 Amois higher than the rest of the partitions. Umavurba Tosus, Tosus explains, Shakusha Sagmari Hal Shir Chafama Shogova Pesach. 
Basically, Tosus explains that the Gemara is grappling with this idea of an entranceway being 20 Amois high. How could you say that an entrance is 20 Amois high when I read the Pasuk about the entrance to the Mishkan and it sounds like it's only 5 Amois high? So the Gemara says, actually, it's not that straightforward. The height of the Masach, the screen in front of the Mishkan, was not as it appears in the Torah, just five Amos. It was actually 20 Amos. But you'll say the Pasuk said clearly it is a five Amos height. So the Masach is only five Amos high. That the Gemara explains, as, as Tosas points out, that's five Amos over and above the height of the rest of the Pasuk. Which the Das Rabbi Yosi are already fifteen Amos high. Hey Amos Yosi, Maklom Shel Das Rabbi Yosi, Tesav of Amos Kenal. Okay, that's a lot of information. How is it relevant to us? Here's the part that's relevant to us. Venimza. It emerges from that Gemara and the debate between Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Yosi. Shel Das Rabbi Yosi, the Fipirishat Tosfus. Tosfus's explanation of Rabbi Yosi's opinion is. This is the part that's relevant to us. That Rabbi Yossi understands the word Le'umas in the Pasuk to mean higher than, as Rashi has explained in other places. In other words, that the Masach screen stood five Amos higher than the other partitions around the Chatzar, which according to Rabbi Yossi were 15 Amos in the first place, so to shield the Koyen who's standing on the Mizbeach, which is 10 Amos high. So we know now that Rabbi Yossi is of the view that Le'umas means higher than. Five Amos higher is what the partition is, is what the screen is relative to the other partitions. Now, Miyacha Shiril Beparashas Truma. Because if you go back to Parashas Truma, you will see that Hevi Rashi is Beis Hadeyes, the Rabbi Yehuda Ud Rabbi Yossi. Rashi quoted both views. Not only Rabbi Yehuda, but Rabbi Yossi as well. Meaning in Parshas Truma, Rashi considered that Rabbi Yossi has a valid point that the partitions are 15 Amois high, which by extension means the Masach screen is 5 Amois higher, 20 Amois high. Sorry. So Rashi should have brought that into play over here where he explains when he explains the words corresponding to or opposite or in this case higher than the partitions should have quoted Rabbi Yossi he's already brought Rabbi Yossi previously and he should have said he should have said that actually the word over here is as in other places in Tetzaveh and in Vayikra higher than implying that the Masach screen is five Amos higher than the other partitions, not only because it makes it smoother for us to understand why the Torah repeated the words, but also because Rashi's already introduced Rabbi Yossi's opinion as a valid perspective on the dimensions of the Mishkan, so he should have included his view again. So our question at this point, this specific question is, why did Rashi not bring Rabbi Yossi's view into play again in this conversation, which would have satisfied the meaning of the word Le'umas to mean higher than? It would have fit with something Rashi already told us before, and we would understand that the Torah wants us to know the Masach screen in front of the entrance to the Mishkan was five Amois higher than the other partitions all all the way around the Chatzar. Why didn't Rashi do that? Big question you would think. The truth is not such a big question. The debates between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi are fascinating. They occupy a fair amount of conversation in the Gemara. 
But at the end of the day, they are not the pshat understanding of the psukim, and that's Rashi's primary objective. What is the simplest understanding of the psukim? The pasuk was say Pasha's truma. At the end of Pasha's truma, what does it say? This was the length of the chotzer. And the height of the chotzer, obviously defined by these partitions, is five amois. Here's Rashi. Rashi explains what does it mean. What does it mean? The height of the chotzer is five amois, and that is achieved through the width of these fabric partitions that were put up all over the place. In other words, In spite of the fact that when Rashi in Pasha's Truma analyzed the dimensions of the, of the Mizbech, he considered the possibility that Rabbi Yossi is correct and that the Mizbech is double as high as it is wide. In other words, it's 10 amas high. That's, that fits the Pshat. That is possible in the Pshat. Yet, when it comes to the heights of the partitions of the Chatzar, Rashi doesn't delve into complicated explanations. He gives a simple Pshat answer, five Amois high. Aye, the Koyan is going to be seen from outside. Okay. Shall Peter Chapshat? We'll have to say that as far as the Pshat is concerned, even if we were to accept that the Mizbech is 10 Amois high, still the partitions would only be 5 Amois high. And there's a simple explanation. Because there is nothing in the Pshat that indicates that we may not observe the Kohen while he's working in the Beis Amikdash. So Rabbi Yehuda has a sensitivity that perhaps it's inappropriate for us to peer in on the Kohen while he's doing Avodah. But the Pasuk doesn't say that anywhere. So according to Pshat, it is acceptable that the Mizbech should be 10 Amois double the height of the partitions, which are five Amois, and the people could see in, and that's actually not a problem in Pshat. And therefore, Rashi would be quite happy to explain that the height of the partitions that define the Chatzar is simply, as you read it in the Pasuk, five Amois. And Rashi does not have to delve into Gemara-like logic, as Rabbi Yossi suggests, in order to satisfy the Pshat. No, Pshat is simple. Five Amois, that's the height of the partitions. Finished. Although that does leave us with a lingering question. Yes, it's true. If you're looking just simply at the message of what the Torah is telling us. There is nothing in the Pshat that compels us to say that Rabbi Yossi has to argue that the partitions must be higher than five Amos. We get that. But the language of the Pasuk, which is one of the first things we picked up about this issue, corresponding to higher than opposite the partitions the simplest explanation of in this context should be like with the or with the higher than 
In other words, the language still lends itself to thinking that the Masach screen in front of the entrance to the Mishkan was actually higher than the partitions. How do we explain that it's not the case and that Le'umas over here has a different meaning, an unusual meaning, an unprecedented meaning, Kamidas, the same dimensions? The explanation is this. As we already noted, and it was strange to us, Rashi is commenting not just on the single word that needs to be explained, Le'umas, but on the entire phrase, Le'umas, Kalei Hechotzer. Why all three? Seeing as these three words appear to be extra words, right? Because we, we already know the heights. You've already told me it's five Amois. So why do you have to tell me, and Le'umas, Kalei Hechotzer? So let's even say that we were to explain, to satisfy Rabbi Yossi's view in the Gemara, that Le'umas means higher than. And so the Torah is trying to tell us that the screen in front of the entrance to the Mishkan was five amas higher than the rest of the partitions. Still that would not explain the wording. Why would the Torah want to express the height, the dimensions of the Masach, the screen in front of the entrance, in such a roundabout way? Chamesh Amois, five Amois, Le'umas Kale Hechotzer, higher than the rest of the partitions. Where the Torah could have just said simply, that the height of the Masach, of this partition, is ten Amois. Sim- simple. Why the whole... Roundabout route. Rashi, therefore, Rashi says the issue over here is not just a simple what was the height of the screen. There's more to it. The Torah is not only telling us how high the Mosach screen was, but why it was only five Amos. Why it was only, uh, lost the place, why was only five Amois and not higher? Rashi picks up that the Torah wants us to know that it's part of the understanding of what the purpose and role of this Masach screen is, is the fact that it is like the partitions. That means the Torah is emphasizing the purpose of this screen, not just the size, bematorosoi, its goal, is part of the role and purpose of the entire partition system around the chotzer. It's not somehow independent. So it's, this is not just so that you know how tall it is. This is so that you understand what it does, how it operates. That's why the Torah wants us to know that the height of the Masach screen has to be identical to the height of the other partitions so that you'll know they all serve the same purpose. Which incidentally, once you look at it from this perspective, understanding that the Torah is not just telling me how high the Masach was, but telling me that it is part of the collective partition right around the Mishkan, that also, incidentally, resolves an halachic question, which Tosfos brings. Tosfos asks, if it's true that the Masach was only five Amos high, 
אם כן, או יהיה פסח השאר גבוה כמו פסח היכל של בייס אילומים, then that implies that the entrance into the Mishkan was nowhere near as high as the entrance into its successor, the בייס המקדש. In fact, that's why Toysvus is prompted to say that not only the Mosach screen, but even the partitions on that eastern side, which is the entrance into the Mishkan, were all 20 Amos high, so that they would all be like the Beis HaMikdash entrance. Rashi doesn't have that issue. Rashi's approach, which is according to the Pshat, Kushem me'ikara lesa. That's not even a question to begin with because because the Torah has already told us the purpose of this Masach is not an entrance per se. It's a partition like the other partitions and therefore limited to the dimensions of the other partitions. The screen in front of the entrance was one of the many partitions around the courtyard. Without even paying attention to where exactly it belongs. We don't give precedence to one side, one uh, direction of the Mishkan. The entire partition system is all the same. And with that, Rashi tells us a huge insight that the the sense, the qualification, the parameters of this Masach is not an entrance. In the Beis HaMikdash, there was something called Pesach HaHechol, an entrance that served the role of an entrance. And in order to do that, you've got to be 20 Amoisai. This Masach does not serve the purpose of an entrance. It serves the purpose of Kal Ehechotzer. It's Kemidas, it's Leumas. It is like the other partitions. Therefore, it has no requirement to be so tall which in turn will introduce us to a very interesting area of halacha. So Rashi's amazing insight of the fact that the Masach screen is considered like part of the partitions, will understand what Rashi's getting at over here far better once we explore a very interesting debate amongst Rishonim about how and when a doorway requires a mezuzah. According to the Rambam, one of the, the, the uh, predeterminations in order for a house to require mezuzah is the doorways have to actually have doors in them. But according to the Raiva, the Rosh and others, if you have a doorway without an actual door, it also requires a mezuzah. Now the question is, what is the reason behind that debate? What's the logic behind the two opinions? So what's going to explain the difference between the Rambam and the others is, how do you understand the role of a door? One possibility, Aleph, is a door is part of a gateway, of an, of an entranceway. And therefore, the purpose of a door is to open the door, to allow um, entrance and exit. So that's one possibility. The door forms part of the access in or the access out of a place. Alternatively, another way to look at it is, a door is independent of the concept of, of, of stepping over a threshold, of entering a room. A door's job is zgira, to be able to close a space. If you didn't have a door, the doorway would always be open. 
So therefore, the purpose of the door is to close the open doorway. Okay, so what's the difference if I see a door as part of the entrance into a space or if I see it as the obstruction to entering a space? So there's a practical application with regards to a mezuzah. If we go with the first view, a door is part of a doorway. And therefore, why do you have doors? To open the door, to get into a space. Then you'll have the Rambam's view. That where does a mezuzah go? On an entranceway. What's an entranceway? Well, the only time that a doorway is really a doorway is when it has a door, then it fulfills its function properly. That's when it requires a mezuzah. A doorway without a door is not really designed in the classical sense for entrance and egress. Opening the door allows you through the space into the house. That's when you get a mezuzah. But if we go with the view of the Rive at the Rosh and others, who will say, The objective of a door is if you want a particular place to be closed. So you want this room to have privacy, therefore you put a door. Then the door doesn't define whether you need a mezuzah or not. What defines the mezuzah? A place that you use for entrance and exit. If that place happens to have a door to add privacy, that door doesn't now make the entrance way. So if another doorway has no door, it's still a place of entrance and exit. It requires a, 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 a mezuzah. So, the purpose of a doorway is to obstruct movement. And the purpose of a doorway is to allow movement. So, the door is not a factor in determining the doorway. Borrowing this concept about whether a door is there to facilitate access or if a door is there to obstruct access will help us to understand Rashi's view, according to Pshat, of this issue of the Masach screen in front of the entrance going into the Mishka. We've already established that Rashi is of the view that the Masach has to match the dimensions, the screen has to match the dimensions of the other partitions because it is part of the partitions. Because the real meaning of this Masach is it is part of what creates the privacy of the Mishka. In other words, to put it back into the language of the Machlokas Rishonim we've just quoted, just as all the other partitions around the Chatzar are there to close the area off so people don't have access, the screen in front of the entrance is there not to facilitate entry into the Mishkan, but to create privacy around the Mishkan, to close the area. In fact, the word Mosach actually implies this. Some kind of a screen, some kind of a blockage, some kind of a protection, a shield. So therefore, Rashi's view must then be, what is the definition of a door? Because the screen of the Mishkan played the role of a door in a normal house. As the Rambam's own son explains, Rashi obviously goes with a view that a door's, a door's objective and role and purpose is closing, creating privacy. 
By the way, this also fits with the way that Rashi explains things in Gemara, where he says, That a doorway without a door requires a mezuzah because a door is not part of access. In fact, to the contrary, it's part of obstructing access. That would fit with the Raivet and with the Rosh, that a door is not considered part of a doorway. That's according to Halacha. Now the same question about what is the role of a door as it exists in halacha. A similar question is relevant to how we understand the concept of a door or doorway in spiritual terms. In spiritual terms, a door is a metaphor to represent spheres amalchus. Why? Because the purpose of Malchus is to create a, an entranceway from Oilam Ha'atzilus, which is completely divorced from any of the created reality. So you've got to create a portal between Atzilus and the lower realms, Bria, Yitzira, and Asiyah. As Malchus at every level creates the portal of connection between one level and the next. Now, when you analyze Malchus, there are two facets of Malchus. On the one hand, on the one hand, what Malchus does is it obscures, it hides those higher spheroids of the preceding level. So Malchus of Atsilus hides all the other spheroids of Atsilus from view in Bria, Yitzir, and Asir. And with Sadhelm said, Malchus in Ikris, Yom. That's one of the reasons why we use the metaphor of an ocean to represent Malchus, because just like when you stand on the beach, you don't see what's beneath the sea, Malchus Atzilus doesn't allow you to see what is in Atzilus. Now, because of that closing off of Atzilus from our view, that facilitates the next role of Malchus, which is Bez. Malchus Malchus can then facilitate some degree of radiance from Atsilus into the lower world. So you've got to hide the full intensity and then allow a calibrated kind of flow of energy from Atsilus into the next world. And that's when we refer to Malchus as the metaphor of Earth. So now you've got to ask a question. Malchus plays two roles, a concealing role and a revealing, sharing role, which is its primary objective. Is Malchus primarily about hiding Elikos, or is Malchus primarily about sharing Elikos? So Rashi tackles that. What does he say? The Masach doorway into the Mishkan is like the partitions around the Mishkan. If you're living in the world of simple understanding, which is if you're living in the lowest physical world where we live, then your experiences then your experience of Malchus is blockage. Your experience in Olam is that Malchus blinds us from seeing what is in the higher realms, because that's how we live. If we were living in a higher spiritual reality, like Bria and Yitzira, 
even though they are also affected by the fact that Malchus obscures the full view of Atzilis, which is why the Giloyelikus in those realities is nowhere near as clear and powerful as the Giloyelikus in Atzilis, a world of complete union with Hashem. But nevertheless, the reality is in Olam HaYetzirah, and certainly in Olam HaBriah, you experience some degree of Gilelikus. Which is why Olam HaBriah is almost completely positive. And Olam HaYetzirah at least has a balance of the positive and negative, negative meaning lack of awareness. But Olam the world of Pshat, our world, what you see is what you get, we see nothing, nothing of Elikus. It's a world defined by things that obscure godliness. And as Al-Tarebbe says in Tanya, the experiences of this world are difficult and challenging, and the people who are the wrong people have the upper hand. In our world, what's a door blockage? What's the Masach Sharech Hatzir? It's like Kaleh What is our experience of Malchus? It's what shuts out the light. That's our experience. We don't have to stay with that experience. The ultimate goal is that we break through the, that, that obstruction. Our purpose and role in this world is to reveal godliness in our world. That's why the Torah doesn't say outright that the Masach is identical to the Koloim, absolute obstruction of light. Rather, the Torah says it corresponds to When you say Lu'umas, you never mean identical. Kemidas would mean identical. Lu'umas doesn't mean identical. It means that there are two things that are similar to each other. Like we know, the expression that's used when comparing Kedusha and Lahavdil Kripa, Ze, Leumas, Ze, implying Kripas have certain ways that they operate which is similar to Kedusha, but they're not the same. So the Torah wants us to know the Masach, the so called obstruction, it's not a full obstruction like the Kaloim, like the partitions around the Mishkan. The partitions, their job is totally block out from view what's going on inside the Mishkan. But there's a gateway, there's an entrance point, and that entrance point initially looks like it's all dark, but we're empowered to transform it to light. We can change the door from being shut to being open. We can change Malchus from being a blockage of the or and the Achtus of Atzilus into a conduit for that or and that Achtus. To the extent that we can actually open it so broadly, like the entranceway to the Ulam, the so-called antechamber going into the base Amikdash. Which never had doors, it was always open. We can reach a point where the Gilo Yalikus is consistent in our life without any blockage. As the expression goes about the time of Mashiach, that there will be absolute revelation and everybody will see godliness. And that's our avoider, to affect that and to affect it now. 
says the Rebbe, this is yet another example of how amazing Rashi's interpretation of Torah is. Look at this, a tiny, short, three-word Rashi. Which at first glance just simply looked at it as, as translation. Such a small Rashi is able to reveal. Not only that Rashi is absolutely consistent to his principle of I interpret only according to Pshat. But beyond that, Look how Rashi is able to encapsulate in three words a vital principle of understanding a big area of halacha. And not only that, the way Rashi presents that halachic perspective is aligned with his perspective on the same issue in Gemara. And look how Rashi is able to show us the complete connection and the complete synthesis between how things appear in Pshat and in Halacha, revealed parts of Torah, and how they're understood in Kabbalah and Hasidus, the esoteric parts of Torah. This is the beauty of Rashi.